Gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's good, man? What's really going on, everybody? This is episode number twenty. Eight. 28. No alliance. Henry Woods. First off, what's up? We got an announcement to make. Yeah, we must. Yeah, we hit 2K, man. 2K. Oh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. We did it in four months. So, shout out to everybody listening. We shout recorded this first y'all. podcast at a UTC building <laughs> on a tablet that I threw away. So, thank you to everybody. You got anybody now that you know, we're on YouTube, so follow us on that. Yeah, follow uh, us on YouTube yeah. at What's Really Going On. Follow us at on Instagram at What's Really Going. Follow us on Twitter at underscore WRGO. We're everywhere. Everywhere. You got anybody? You got anybody you want to shout out? Uh, special thanks. I know we had a couple people on. Like, oh, shout, shout out, out to, to you know, what I'm saying everybody that if, when we put out the mailbags, you respond. Yeah. Everybody that has commented and supported us on uh, Apple. Podcast who subscribe. Um, I know several people like when I'm in groups, like my neos, my littles, yeah. my friends. So everybody who's like subscribing and supported us, um, thank you for yeah. coming along. Special shout out to the guests we've had. Yeah, um, shout out to the guests. Shout out to um, our producer. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Kalechi who came on. Kalechi, Ian who came Ian, on. Um, Allison Carpenter who called Allison in. Allison Carpenter, um, Jeff, man, Jeff. Yeah, the man who owned the. Uh, Shout out to Darius. Yeah, everybody. So Shout out to everybody who's uh, uh, come yeah. on. And if you're trying, to if you try to come on, you hit can us up. hit us up. Hit it's us up. Actually, easy. it's yeah, we gotta. We got we we gonna come and talk. So, so when we yeah. hit, when we hit three K, then we'll just act straight <laughs> ignorant. So while Henry explained the first thing, I'm gonna pop this uh, this bubbly real right. quick. He turning up for us, but uh, so first thing, food for thought is Baltimore County Cannabis Growers sues uh, Cure Wellness by the lawsuit in Baltimore County um, beginning of the month, where it basically he was trying to. Oh, Okay, there we go. Bubbly baby, you're supposed to join in the video. But basically, uh, he's trying to stop Maryland from expanding uh, the cannabis contract, and it affects prominently minority people. Uh, so the House and Senate voted to pass an expansion effort last April 2018 uh, for four new contracts. Uh, to basically expand the cannabis industry in Maryland for people to be able to get like medical ID cards um, and for these people to grow it. And I think this is kind of like a big shot in the face for the minority country, classic countries, minority communities, um, because if you think about it, minority communities are mainly affected by like laws in place, like where you get found with whatever X amount of uh, marijuana on you. And now you're in jail for one, two years, you're on probation, however that process works. Um, But 
like we get caught up in the system for these things and now people are now provident off of it for brother have try to stop a whole like four new contracts that's kind of major because this is projected to be like a billion dollar industry in a couple of years like i personally know somebody <laughs> that got a contract well not personally but i know somebody that knows somebody that got a contract in maryland and the amount of money it was real money it, it, right. it was like close to a million dollars so it's it's just crazy um it's not like a big thing but it no i mean i think it's 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 a small thing in maryland but i think it's like a it's like a national trend in that you know this stuff was you know when people weren't when people didn't see a profit in it they were just locking people who look like you and i up right and now that they're actually making a profit they want to exclude us out of it even though we were the main person even though we were the main people who were involved either even in the transactions from either a seller's point or even a buyer's point. So I think it's key that now that we start to change the image on it and that we start to make it profitable, that we're not just saying like, okay, we're, we were locking you up for this. Now that it's profitable, you all can use it, right. but, we're not okay. gonna, but, but we're not going to let you have it on the other side. Right. And then we need to fix these laws or like allow these people to get out early uh, exposure workers mm-hmm. X Y Z because if people are profiting off of it, how were how was I prosecuted for this same crime? Right, like if you're right, if you're making money off of this, why am I getting arrested for it? Exactly, and especially if you're especially if you're selling this and you're getting tax dollars off of this. So you're yeah, using this crazy as a, right? Thing. They're working with like government. Like, especially when you get the medical cards, because that's through the, like... That's through the, the government. Right. And the government's taxing off of the sales and the purchases. And just to probably get a license, I'm sure there's a fee involved. So I think that there needs to be a conversation. Capitalism off is a B word. Socialist gang over here, baby. No, <laughs> uh, no I, think that's, I think that's really important. And I, and I think it's good that you highlighted that, because I think it just goes to kind of like how... When something's not cool, we're the ones who get punished for it. But when something is cool, we're not the ones who are involved in the business decisions. They say anymore. black culture is the most manipulated and populated. What's the worst word? Um, manipulated and whatever. How to ever quote But basically, I'm trying to say they steal all our and profit off of it. And that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Another day in America. Right. Uh, so next thing on food for thought, your boy, my boy. What I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I like him, but he's about. a cool person. But okay, we're gonna play the clip and then we'll get into it. So hold on, real quick. Yeah. Just the support and encouragement that I've made to women and some men and made them uncomfortable. And I always tried to be uh, in my career. I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility, I think. I shake hands, I hug people, I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And, and, uh, and whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. It's the way I try to show I care about them and I'm listening. And over the years, knowing what I've been through, the things that I've faced, I've found that scores, if not hundreds of people have come up to me and reached out for solace and comfort, something something, anything that may help them get through the tragedy they're going through. And, and, uh, and, and so I, it's just, just. Henry, 
Who was that? <laughs> uh, so that's uh, former Vice President Joe Biden uh, making an apology because in past couple of weeks, few women have came out saying that he touched them inappropriately, like made them feel uncomfortable, and right? Stuff like that. Um, and I, for, I I forget the rep's name who, who specifically said it, but she said like you know. Um, you know, the way he rubbed my shoulders, the way he like kissed me on my head. Um, you know, it just made me feel really uncomfortable. Uh-huh. It's um So I think I think a good way to talk about this, because I think it's this is this is one weird. Not weird, but I think it's a good conversation for like us as men to have. Cause I think it, right. it brings an interesting thing. Cause like we have quotes in our doc that says, you know, Nancy Pelosi said that, you know, um Biden should stop being so touchy feely with women. Keisha Lance Bottoms, Henry, a Henry is captain of the fan club here. A bear of Atlanta, correct? Bear of Atlanta. Count that. Um, she said, everyone's experience is their own. I found my interaction and introduction genuine and endearing. Um, Henry's boy, <laughs> no, actually not Henry's boy. Uh, MAGA, you gotta yeah, stop I'm doing sorry, this. Uh... MAGA boy, uh, Trump, he released the hot Twitter take with what did he put like people rubbing on him in the back of the video? Like here's dude the is clip. Such a here's tr- the clip. Here's the clip. Uh, I take kids. I hug people. I, I grab. He has like He has like hands on his. It's the same video that we just played. But he has like hands touching his shoulders. No, he has like a meme or whatever, like floating around, like rubbing on Joe Biden. <laughs> you are the president of the United States of America. <laughs> but even and I remember, remember when we were we were texting about this like last week, and you were oh like, "Yo, God. this man is like off his rocker," and I was like, "He's off his rocker, but it's worse that he was." You know, over twenty three women have like accused him of sexual. That's assault. what's crazy. And I'm about like, it. you right? How like, are you making a joke about this? About something that you were accused you of. You were accused of the like worse. Not even the same. Not even worse. the same thing. Right. Worse. I mean, he's the same one who said grab him by the pussy. Right. And that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to. I had and to the fact it, that like, you could just like quote that from the president of the United States is kind of absurd. But like the, to get back on yeah, the man, to, on the Biden point, yeah. Uh, subject is like for Biden for ne- for this to come out now, and he's mm-hmm. supposedly rumored to be a 2020 candidate is kind of a big deal, especially with again Me Too movement. Who is like that was the face of 2018. Like when you yeah. think about 2018, you think about Me Too movement, yeah. um, and I guess it's kind of quieted down now, but people are still. I think it's right. I think it's quiet People now, but the pressure's still, still there. Right. It feels like I have the right to speak up and which they should say say my truth, and you should. Yeah. The thing, the thing <laughs> about it is when you like inappropriate touching, and how if you listen to his whole clip, he was going to say how like times have changed and mm-hmm. all of that. It's not that I fully agree with what he was no. saying. I just think it is some kind of truth to that because back in like, especially in like the black culture, when we would like think about freak Nate, 
and people talk about bringing that back. That was like it was cool till it wasn't. Right, it was <laughs> nothing but like sexual assault yeah, everywhere. It was cool. So if you think about like how women were pro, uh, were approached then compared to now, it's a whole different standard as it should be and expectation because times have changed. And I can it's I think it's some truth to that. I don't think there's anything wrong with these women speaking out. I just think. It's going to be interesting how the media kind of... Because, right. Because I think the person who initially made the first claim, she said that, you know, I don't think that this disqualifies him. I'm just saying that I felt very uncomfortable by what he did. And I think that both two both two things can be true. Like, I don't know, we always talk about this. Like, <laughs> That's this your is, like, this that, is like my favorite that, line. That needs to be one of our gimmicks. Both yeah. two things can be true. Yeah, but... Like, just wait till we get some real editing. In our studio, and it, it's coming. <laughs> um, but I think Biden can be a very affectionate person, which he is, and I, I like—I genuinely believe that he's a very affectionate person who is very in tune with his emotions. At the same time, he can make women feel uncomfortable by those same actions, right? And I think, because people have different like um, boundaries and like right. points to where like you're made to feel like like. You could like when we was just walking. Like if I, I was like, yeah, Don't right. Touch like if me. I was like, like rubbing your shoulders while you were giving the intro. Yeah, like, like hold on, homie. It, it made, little... So it, it, I guess it just. What is wrong with me? My right. allergies acting up. I'm sorry. Um, but and I think that that's something. Yeah. That, and I think that's something that I, I'm trying to like figure out how he honestly feels about it. Where I think a part of me feels like he gets it. But a part of me feels like he still is trying to figure it out because, you know, he joked about it, which is like, OK, I get he joked about it like last week in a, um, in a, in a uh, speech at like for a union or something like that, which is probably like the right crowd to do it in all honesty. But I think that for him, I think he has to come to terms with that, you know, and I think he's like started off by saying, you know, I apologize if I ever made anyone feel uncomfortable, but I still made people feel uncomfortable, which isn't OK. Right, And I think that there's a way to be affectionate without kind of crossing that line. And I think that that's something that just he has to get past. And I think he has to be honest about it and be very frank. It doesn't mean he has to go on an apology tour, but I think he just has to be honest about it. So we'll see. That's why right, we'll see. food for thought. We're right. making you think. <laughs> All right. So now uh, we're going to get into it. Um, yeah, we got a little musical clip for you just to preface it. It's in the morning, you can hear us at the shop. Seven in the morning, she'll be calling the cab. Eight in the morning, seven in the morning. Nine in the morning, then she just got the hook. Talking about the overnight scenario. Scenario. Three in the morning, the parent Four in the morning, we'll be rolling to the house. All right, that's enough for that. Now just wait. That better be cranky. All right, uh, let me stop. Um, so that was, of course, Go Go, the official music of the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, um, if you lived under a rock or, you know, I know most of our listener base is in D.C., but for those who don't know, um, so there was a whole Don't Mute D.C. controversy that happened on Sunday. Um, it was a cultural conversation that began after an apartment complex called The Shea. You know, that's, that says <laughs> a lot about what we're on right now. Um, so the Shea, they complained to T-Mobile, which owns the Metro PCS store, which is on the corner of 7th and Florida Avenue. Um, they basically said, hey, the store plays go-go 24-7 or whenever it's open. It's a noise. We're complaining about the noise. 
And then basically T-Mobile issued a, a directive to the Metro PCS owner saying that, hey, you got to move the speakers inside, play only go-go music inside the store. Word got out. All of a sudden, this went kind of viral for real, real quick. It, so there was yeah. a whole don't mute DC um, hashtag. More than 44,000 people signed the petition um, to get them to stop playing. Wale came they, to Wale protests. came to 14th and you. You know, um, actually, I've seen these things, but haven't verified these things. But I think the progression of people, them being able to play the music has moved fast because I've seen like uh, city council. City councilmen have been out, were out there on the corner speaking about it. A letter to T-Mobile CEO, and I seen the mayor tweeted about that. it. But my Put thing the is, the mayor is kind of like. She like dipped the toe, but wasn't trying to like. My th- she set on. DC up to be a gentrification pool. She worked with the, and I know that's her job to, but she doesn't work in a way to benefit her people or the color of her skin. But that's another topic for another day. Um, but point is, um, I seen that T-Mobile responded to the uh, city council's letter saying that they can play the music or something mm-hmm. like that. T-Mobile said that they can do it now. Uh, so they it would be smoke. interesting because like, it's crazy because I think maybe one day I was walking on that block and I didn't hear the music mm-hmm. and it felt weird. It does feel weird. Like I it was just, like, like someone took a video of them driving by and like we both went Howard. You know when you get off the metro, walk up seven. You hear that music. You hear that music. That's what you gonna hear. You see the man out there passing the posters. You see the people down there. The, You'll the never see nobody like, in the store. Barely see two people in the store. But. Like it be the whole that that whole intersection is just like a livelihood. Of, I would say like it's a it is a community of people. Like you. Why are you stopping them from playing that yeah. music? Why are you mo- that music was there when you rent when you went and looked there. at that apartment and signed your lease? And I think what I think is actually interesting because, and I think we can talk about it because I know you're kind of the gentrification help your people's are. Is that I think it was interesting in that the sense of, you know, when we talk about gentrification, this was kind of like a very easy step in the sense of hey. This is, it wasn't even, I don't think a lot of it was about gentrification in the literal sense, but I think it was more of about cultural, it was about, it was more of a cultural gentrification to me in that the sense of, hey, they're not letting us play our music. It's more of a cultural thing, but I wonder how, I wonder if this can be something that actually gets us to talk about the real aspects of gentrification that are like a lot harder and a lot more difficult to kind of grasp. You feel what I'm saying? Because like at the end of the day, okay, the store gets to play the music. Right. That doesn't mean that the person who lives two blocks away gets to stay in their house. Right, right. So, I, so right. Like, I get what you're saying. Right. Like, so that, I think that, like, and that, the bigger that is like the big conversation because one thing that I learned recently is D.C. is the most gentrified city in the United States. It's up there. And I didn't know that. Um, and to know that is kind of crazy because when I think about moving to D.C., um, City. It was known to be Chocolate City, but no, it's not. DC was a culture shock to me because mm-hmm. I'm from the South. All I know is like black, white, and like everybody got Mexican. Yeah. So Same it's here, like, man. yeah, with that, it's kind of like when I came up here, you see all these different ethnicities and races, and it's like people. almost like whoa, whew, okay. Yeah. It's like a melting this pot. This is a it's a melting pot of people, and you literally have to learn to adapt and work within that type 
different type of communities. Uh, and I think you should appreciate that because one, it teaches you to grow as a person. It teaches you new things about yourself. It gives you different cultures. If you're open to learning those things, and that's one thing that I wish I would do more is take advantage of all the culture that's in D.C. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's interesting because I think, you know, at the end of, like, I'm happy that they didn't cut the music off. I mean, I'm from D.C. and, like, I like Go-Go. And that's, you know, like they said, it's like a, it's a cultural thing to walk by the store and hear music in a store that's been there since we were born, basically. Been there since, like, the mid-90s. But I think that it's a win that the store got to play the music, but what is it if people who used to live in that neighborhood can no longer walk in that neighborhood because they don't live there in general. Right. And that's the, and that's like the, that's next, really that's, what, that's the most important. That's what this is this. really saying. If you think about this in like a larger aspect, these people made a noise complaint because they live in that community. Now they don't appreciate that music. Right. So it's like, and, and, and I think what's like, what I thought about, like as I was driving over here, I was like, and if you think about the whole area, it is changing. It's changing now. a lot. And I think and we saw it firsthand. Yeah. And I think, I just think it's, it's, it's a part of my frustration that, you know, that the campaign around this was very organized. They and had signatures. Yes. They had councilmen come out. The mayor tweeted about it. Wale came out. Why isn't, why, why can't we have that, that same, same kind of thing? That same energy and effort about, behind all of this stuff. Or just about simple stuff. Now, about, right? the, about the same apartment complex, the Shea. Why can't we have the same type of energy about they need to have a four. They need to have if you're gonna charge rent at this number of rate, and you're evicting people, you need to have X amount of affordable units for the people who used to live there. You can't just well, kick that's every, the thing you can't because just kick it is out. a law in D.C. to where like you have to. It's like a ten percent thing. But we talked. I mean, shout out to Professor Byers. We talked about this where right. they basically like they get around it and right. they just kick everybody out. Right. Right. So I think right. that as as people like this is like a very good <laughs> cultural win. But I think that if we talk about oh this is gentrification, it's it is it mirrors it mirrors gentrification. But the person who's protesting can still get kicked out of their house because they can't afford the rent that's rising. And I think that's the next step of the conversation that we need to have about this. Like it's great, I'm happy, but there's bigger work to be done about gentrification. Yeah. What's up next, bro? Uh, so Reform Alliance, you know, you know, I keep you updated on all things Meek Mill. Meek alert! <laughs> so Meek Mill and Van Jones unveiled legislation that would prevent courts from giving someone consecutive probation sentences, prevent courts from extending someone's probation, parole, over the fees, and establish an incentive program to reward good behavior. The bill will also prevent reincarceration for drug tests that come back positive for weed associated with criminal history or traveling beyond the court's jurisdiction. Uh, so if you don't know, we talked about Reform Alliance like all the time, but it's the nonprofit organization that's going to fight uh, to help like parole in states like New York and Pennsylvania. Um, and these are one of the first legislation acts they've passed. This is huge. It is huge. I mean, I think, and I think it's crazy because I think um, – you know, Meek should actually like probably follow this podcast because I think we probably care. Bro, Meek, <laughs> hey, come on the podcast, bro. We gonna tag you. Actually, we'll play champions too. Like we'll just play the whole album in the back. Bro, we got you. But like, I think it's- we are fans. My people tell me all the time I be yelling like you, but yeah, that yeah, whatever. I was about to yell. <laughs> 
Um, but I think it's interesting because I think we've seen, like, because we've tracked this, like, every two weeks we talk about this. I just think it's interesting to see that, like, okay, he gets out. He's a, he's a, he's a strong advocate. He forms a group. He connects with Van Jones. They start doing some, like, grassroots work. Now they're actually, like, and you putting can, together and like, stuff. Like, that, to me, huge. that if that that sends a message to black men. That sends a message and it relates to so to many different the big people. folks. Like, in a right, sense. Like, right. Like, it's... Like, you can... There's. I feel yeah. like if you're, you have these platforms, you should be using them to advance your people. And he's doing such. And if you're really passionate about it, like, I, I, I can understand someone saying, like, okay, I'm passionate about this, but, like, how do I cut through? If you're really passionate about it and if you want to invest the time and the money. Right. And mainly the time, because I think, you know, a lot of these people have the money to do stuff. But if they're actually involved in this stuff and if they care. Right. They can do this. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to So I think that's just, like, a props to, I mean, I know we sing his praises all the time. But I think that's that's just a good job by me by staying on this, consistent, even when he did not have to. Consistent, because yeah, he could have got out and been like, Psh, "What is it?" You know. Um. Hmm. But yeah. So next <laughs> on the John Lee. Okay, fine. Yeah. So yeah. So recently, black church has been burning, and this is relevant, bro. What? Three churches, uh, three historically black churches were found burned in the last two weeks in South Louisiana Parish. Louisiana. Where officials said uh, they have found suspicious, suspicious elements in the case. And I feel like this is like very odd, especially in the area. I, I don't. It's not odd, but it's odd. Is I in the I, fact it, that it's like, why is this happening? Like Trump, straight, <laughs> right? Like, right? It's like, <laughs> why is this happening? Resting bitch face, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, but but I think in in a real sense, like the anti defamation, the anti defamation. I'm sounding like you, the anti defamation league. Um, <laughs> the anti defamation league has said that hate crimes have been on the rise since like 2016 against like all groups, Muslims, gays, transgender people. Um, Hispanics, blacks, like it starts at the top. Like it's like a literal cause and effect. Like when you have someone up there who just doesn't give a damn saying whatever he wants to say, and when he basically gives people on the ground a license to say, Oh, I can say this, look at what happens. <sighs> That's the problem. But, but like you know what I'm saying? Like there's a there have been attacks in black churches like like shot, like um Charleston and all that before Trump. Like, he's not, like, the reason why... He's not, like, this is not singular to him, but there's definitely a reason why all of this stuff is happening in terms of religious minorities, women, racial minorities, ethnic minorities. All these different minority groups of people across the country and across the world are being attacked because the most powerful guy in the world with a bullhorn is basically saying, like, yo, fuck them it's kids. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... But on, oh some real stuff, but on some real stuff, though. You know what I mean, though. That's honest. Okay, yeah. I get you. It's 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 crazy that this happening and you stop happening. But, okay. We can move on. I'm going to let you set it up. Like, All right, so, yeah. Like the, song anyway. we, we, the song we played, Got intro. The horses in the back. Yeah. 
Um, so Billboard took it down from the hot country 100 joint. Uh, said issued a statement saying it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. Question: Why did it start charting in the first place on that specific list? Then I'm, I'm thinking. Right. Um, Rolling Stone alias Elite said black performers are not really allowed to move between genres the same with the same ease as white performers, um, which is kind of why fast. Billy Ray uh, remixed the song, song yeah. um, which it charted <laughs> as number one right. song on Billboard. So it's kind of crazy that this happened. And to go back to that statement, it is the, that black performers cannot you know, say, maneuver through these different genres at, with ease the same way as whites. Because if you think about when Beyonce went to like the CMT, CMTs and tried yeah. to perform, like, like it was nah. like a, mm, okay, watch it here. Right. Um, I mean, I think I think it goes like a bunch of different things. I think it's it's like it's not only in music, but I think it's in like culture and everything. I think when when a black person tries to show that they're dynamic and that they can talk about multiple and that and that they can talk about different things, it's often like, why are you doing that? Right. And I think sometimes that's from like from whites, and sometimes from even like within people in our own culture, or like, why aren't you just like sticking to like what we do? But that's so but I, think, I don't think so. But like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll and he's from my hometown. Culture. Shout out to Douglasville. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, GA. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I think it's then it's the thing of like when a white person is able to do when a white person is able to do the same. The, the media at large gives them props. Props. Right. Like, if someone is able to say, like, okay, this person's able to rap, like Iggy Azalea, or any of these random people who are able to, like, like Gary Owen, the comedian, who's able to tell, like, jokes that I personally think are funny on some level, but, like, if comedians are able to be able to, like, speak to white audiences and black audiences, we give them props. If an artist is able to, Eminem, if an artist is able to, like, play in this group and in this group, we give them props. But if black people, it's different. Also, they're trying to keep us in the little box. But also, at the same, at the same length, I think that we should not care about this. Yeah, in, in a literal sense, because in I the think sense that, like, of like we shouldn't care about it because why should we say accept their opinion? approval? Right. Oh, okay. That's what I'm going on there. Because it like, don't matter. Billboard, the Oscars, the all Grammys, of that shit, real for real. It's real, but like all of them have had their own history of being way behind the eight ball are just saying like we don't care like i read this book that basically said the grammys had to be like convinced to give like rap its own category and then when they gave it to rap it was like you're welcome so i think at the same length it's like oh oscar so white well, there goes like, back into the stuff we talked about a few weeks ago when we think about these industries which have been built you have these elite people who are in the higher up positions who kind of are connected to any part of our culture. Right. And they kind of control the masses of it. Right. So and I think that's what's up about capitalism again. <laughs> no, but I think, I think on some real stuff, I think like what you said, it's like, it's one, we should get on billboard for saying like, Hey, we're going to call you on your stuff. You're right. wrong for this. Wrong is wrong. You're wrong. Cause horses in the back. Homie. <laughs> So now we're gonna get into the big facts. Yeah, so all right. This is a little moment of silence real quick. And then 
Cross, a crazy motherfucker named Nipsey. I'm turned up, cause I grew up in the 60s. Caution, to you where that niggas try to diss me. I go hard, why your bitch wanna flip me. Big guns, nigga turn rivals in the rosaries, extended clips. I give a fuck who you supposed to be. Spread off. Alright, so. Break it down. Break it down, bro. As we all know, Nipsey Hustle, uh, he passed away. His uh, week, week, uh, almost like two, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it felt like I feel like I've seen so much of him. No, it's it been, be a it month. Feels, it can feel like a day. I it feels like lit. I had to delete my Instagram because it it's everywhere. Like, and that just goes to the first question we have posed on the document: What was his legacy? Like, honestly, to me, yeah. I was a bit surprised at how many people were was like affected and it's still like prolonging. I, I don't want to say prolonging in a negative sense, but like no, it's like his, little, his stuff is still being it's, right. It's, being it's drawn the out. issues being drawn yeah. out and still being talked about. It's surprising in the sense that like I respected him because I knew that he was like buying back his blocks in yeah. uh, LA and like trying to help his community. Like I knew a little bit about that. Right. Uh, and then, like, I liked his last pass album. Yeah. Uh, and when he won the Oscar or the Grammy or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh, snap. And then he, <laughs> Lauren London is like that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, they date. So, like, that's how I was familiar with him. So, yeah, same. It like, was same. Like, I, I knew him and all the finish. Like, I knew his first stuff because he started working with, like, Currency and, like, with Khalif, all the rappers who, like, I listened to in high school, they all had him on his stuff. Then I didn't really listen to him, and then all I knew was that he was doing some good stuff in L.A. I didn't know what, mm-hmm. and then he was dating all London. Right, and that was kind of the gist of how I knew him. Yeah, and it's 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 surprising in a I I don't know it's surprising to see how many people were affected by it. Like I I mean. I'm glad he touched that many people and hopefully he's changed lives in the better to which it motivates you to do the same things that he was doing. Right. Because I seen a video where uh, a rapper had spoke out and basically said that all of these rappers, y'all fake, blah, 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 because y'all could be doing the same things in your community if y'all really respected him like that. And I kind of agree with it in a sense. I was like... If you think about it, all of y'all do have are in the position. Same thing we said about me, Mia. You're in a position to help your community. So why are you not doing it? Like you could do it in the smallest or biggest effort. Like you could go back to the high school you went to and like renovate it or like do something small. Uh, and you don't have to do it for show, but like, I mean, Let's do it for the good. Yeah, and I, I guess my thing is that. I don't know. Everybody not made like that. That that's just the common truth of it. But <clears throat> it kind of makes you think, like, if Nipsey touched all of these people, why is our community like, or just even like, not even touching so many people? I think he did that. But I think just trying, mm-hmm. in that literal sense of like, I'm trying to do something. Like I think I read an article that was saying, like, you know. Um, like a community activist who was like from the same neighborhood as him. He was like, you know, it's good that all these rappers are like speaking up and saying like how wrong this is to like on like a gun violence standpoint of like, yo, this is foul that like somebody killed him and shot him. And right. We him. didn't even walk through it. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I would rather you try to pick up the mantle that he tried to right, forge himself. Right, right, and, and I, I think, yeah, I just think that that's the most important thing. And I think, like, I think a part of it is like I didn't, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't even call myself like a Nipsey Hustle fan because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really listen to his music like that. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm be that. I'm not gonna be that because I feel like. Because when you said pick up the baton, because everybody has been saying the marathon, marathon continues. And I seen this tweet today where Tiana Taylor had said her daughter had walked up to her and got in her picture saying, Mommy, the the merit, the race or something continues. And the girl in the comments was like, she did not say that shit. And that popped into my head as soon as you said that. I'm sorry. But, but I just um, think, like, I was talking to Amir about this, and I think that he was saying, like, you know, I think the conversation around Nipsey has been good. Right. But it's in the sense positive. of that, it's been positive, but, like, we always kind of talk about, there's talk and there's actual action. And, and and it's in two points. It's one from other rappers who have been very vocal in saying how wrong this is, like, like other L.A. rappers, like my YGs, my Schoolboy Qs, my Snoop Dogs, my, like, all those people who are specifically from L.A., who are like like the game? He's been like out there like crazy saying how wrong this is, but like you can try to do the same thing in your neighborhood. Not even on some like I'm trying to like change the world, but just I'm trying to change my my block, my community, where and I came from. And I think on the same level that can be true for us. Like I think we don't just have to question rappers; we have to question ourselves. Right? We can do it too. Like someone said, "That's why we got this podcast to educate the people." Dropped that because I think I saw one tweet, and I'll let you kind of say what you gotta say. Is that someone was like, you know, there are Nissy hustles in your community and in your city who y'all don't support, which was like okay, that is damn, true. That's very that true. Is so that's true. very true. That is true. So like, we need to put, we need to look at rappers and be like, hey, y'all gotta step up. But I think we, we gotta also, step. We up also too. have to look at ourselves and be like, what can we do? Because it wasn't like he was like, and I think he this was is doing a small great stuff. Time yeah. to, um, play the clip about. What his mom said. It's here with me right now. I feel him. His spirit is right here with me. And I want you to know that death is not to be feared. I want you to know that we are spiritual beings first. And when having a physical experience, it only lasts for a moment in time. We didn't realize that they would have the whole family cooking in the back. Right. But um, that's the clip where his mom basically is explaining or sh- sharing her feelings toward his death. And if you listen to most of it, she's saying how like he was happy in a sense when he passed. Like yeah. he, She was happy and she was happy that he's found like the secret to life. In the sense that, he, like, he's kind of passed away, right? Um, so, yeah, the whole thing is kind of crazy when it happened because it was just like a, a dude was hating. Like, no, I think when I first found out, I was just like, "Damn, what?" I, no, and like, I'm not even that big of a Nick fan. I was just I like, was, Damn. "It was crazy," because like, I literally was shook. I was, <laughs> I forgot, what it was. I was shook. I was shook. Um, I really was shook when I found out. It was crazy because why? Like, Man, why? I I literally had just watched him and Lauren London's GQ um 
flames. Right. I had watched their little video thing. I had literally watched it a couple of days ago. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it was just it was just random. It was like when I read it, I was like, okay. But his service airs on BT March 11th. April 11th. April 11th. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today, by the time you're actually listening to this. Today. Yeah. So check that out. Yeah. So RIP Nip. Oh, but we got a shout out on the Congresswoman uh, Karen Bass who entered his contributions into the uh, congressional worker. And then they like paper. Right. And then they named or renamed the street in LA after him. Yeah, shout out to that. So yeah. So we can get into the gonna heads get up. y'all on out of here, man. Heads up. What's first, bro? Yeah, so Texas <laughs> this is crazy. Texas introduced a bill that would criminalize abortion and classify it as a homicide that basically like would allow you to get the death penalty. It's a part of their plan. Um yeah. <laughs> that like my it's intentional thing, like I mean they mean to do stuff like this. This is crazy. How is how are you? I mean, it's like how are you going to tell a female what she can and can't do with her body? That's one. Two. I understand putting laws that restrict certain time frames. Of when you can have a um, abortion, but to be like, yo, we're gonna throw you in, in we're gonna throw you in the pen for doing like it's sad. It is sad. Um, and the way the Supreme, because now I feel like more states, more conservative states, are gonna mirror the same legislation. More states are ambitious because they know if it gets up to the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court, if something is likely. And it's gonna it bring and Roe versus Wade is always one of the biggest issues when it comes to like a new justice and the Supreme Court is now more to the uh, it's, it's it's five four conservative but there's one justice who's kind of in the middle but the the worry about Democrats is that if something happens to one of those damn justices mainly Ruth Bader Ginsburg we don't know what the like people like are it's gonna, gonna be a, people are just gonna what try is it stuff. it's to the to the left, to the right, to the right, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. be confused. But I think that that I mean, one, I think this just says like one, this relates to the courts, and that I think that one, we need to talk about the courts as a political weapon because they are. And I think not all just because you're on the judicial branch doesn't mean you're judicial in nature, bro. Kevin, I basically said I'm going up here to fuck up the Democrats. Fuck them kids. <laughs> That's going to be the that's 2019 <laughs> motto. Um, but that's crazy. I hope. Well, clearly it's going to be more like nonprofits and this stuff is, like that, is, like right. stepping up, trying to like fight these type of issues. But it, it's like. Like people will fight it and win, but it's just the. There's a, there's a, there's long, a looming big fight that's going yeah, to come, right, right. which should scare us all. Right. That's What's up? Crazy. What's next, bro? All right, so um, Lori Lightfoot wins Chicago mayor. If you don't know, she's the first black woman to, you know what I'm saying, hold that position. She's also the first openly gay person to hold that position. So shout outs to her. Yeah. Um, either way, it was going to be a black woman, so that was a good thing. Uh, other candidate, her peer, I forget yeah, her name or something yeah. like that. Um, but she um, basically said she's excited to work with her. 
um, because she's still going to hold her position as a council member and all of that. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's definitely got its, like we talked about, Chicago, past couple episodes, Chicago's <laughs> definitely got its stuff it needs to work on mm-hmm. in terms of not only racial issues, but gun violence and education and all that stuff. So, hopefully, um, we've always talked about it. If you want someone to probably be the best advocate for you, the best secret is probably elect a black woman. Not probably, it is. Right. So, I mean, hopefully, this is a step of, you know, Chicago kind of getting some internal stuff figured out right because hopefully it's a step in the right direction boom um so i wanted to highlight this personally um you know i'm a big basketball fan if you know you see the jersey what's up um for those oh no we i forgot we're doing a podcast it's a detroit pistons jersey um so kyle corver he's a white nba player who plays for the utah jazz he wrote a really good article um that speaks on race in america but also in sports i just think it was a good i just wanted to flag it because i think one everyone should read it and I think it's a good example of how to be an ally in something that you're not directly affected in. So I think like for us, it would be good to read that and then take away of how do we support women? How do we support our brothers and sisters who are in the gay rights movement? How do we support our brothers and sisters who are, support, who are in the trans rights movement? It's basically saying, his basic pitch is that, you know, I can see all this stuff, but I need to question like, I'm a part of the outside mob that's affecting these people. And what I need to do is to stand up in the spaces that I'm in without those people in the room who are affected by it. And I also need to just simply listen. And I think that's, I think it's good for us to kind of listen to women when they talk about stuff like the person in the Joe Biden case, like even though we might have like some questions about it, our main thing is that we as men need to listen. So I think it's just a good example of like how to be an ally in certain spaces, because I know that, you know, I know like a, among white people being an ally and being a like a helper of the group is like key or that's you know the cool thing to do now but i think like his article says like how to actually be it and be effective at it right so i think i think it's just something worth highlighting yeah i gotta read this article you sent it to me um but i think that's pretty cool that he if he's given a, um, a, a progressive perspective on it I haven't read that. Yeah, and he, I think he's just being he's just being brutally honest. And I think what I like about it is that he's being honest about his own faults mm-hmm. and saying that, hey, this player who I played with got beaten up by the NYPD. Why was he? And when I first heard about it, I thought, well, what was he doing? And then he's like, oh, shit, what the hell? Like, I'm blaming him for the NYPD beating him up. Right. And he's basically holding – he's holding himself accountable, which I like. He's not just saying – Hey, I'm this like good white person who supports like racial equity. He's saying like, no, I have my shit that I need to work on too. Here's the stuff that I have been guilty on in the first like knee jerk reaction. And then I understand it, but I also have to be sure to listen and reach out to people. And I have to talk to the people who are affected and believe them when they tell me stuff. And I think that's, it's just, it's just a good article in the sense of he's holding himself accountable while laying everything on the table. Uh, Lastly, you know, we got a, you know, the Mueller mixtape drop. We're still, it hasn't been released yet. Is it? No, we haven't. How much of that report do you actually uh, know? No, I'm saying, is it going to be released is the question. It's like that thing that like, oh yeah, you, you know, Beyonce about to come out with an album and like you don't hear it and all of a sudden (laughs) it just drop. So basically, uh, for all, for all that sidetrack, um, the house, they subpoenaed the full Mueller report and they ain't going to get it. Um, which is just, crazy. It is crazy. But there's just a lot going on in the sense of the 
the Mueller report, of course, um, his attorney general came out and said, like, there was no conclusive evidence, but essentially Mueller kicked it to Congress to say, basically, you all figure it out. But Congress hasn't seen the report, so they can't figure it out until they read the report. The attorney general said that there's going to be a redacted report coming next week. Some people have fought against that, saying that we just want the full report. I can see both cases. You don't want you want a redacted report because you don't want to like. Why not just give me the whole thing? What are you hiding? Because you don't want to give up like intelligence sources. That I get, but I you better just have that redacted. Because right, my fear right. is they're basically gonna spray paint the whole damn thing. That's what I'm like, saying. That's gonna be here, one of the things you gotta dear, put up to the light, and and the only thing you read is dear Congress, right? And, and then on the end, it's gonna say innocent. Whatever. I'm so I think that's it. just stuff that we should talk about. But yeah, yeah. so as as we as I as I pour Cheers, my boy up, hold on, yeah, hold, hold on, on, hold on, oh yeah, get down right. Henry, where can we where can we follow the podcast? At? You know what I'm saying. Cheers to three thousand. We appreciate y'all. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at What's Really Going. Follow us on Twitter at underscore WRGO. Follow us on YouTube at What's Really Going On. Subscribe on Apple Music at What's Really Going On. Right there on your phone. Uh, we right there on your phone. Wake so up in the phone. Yeah. Shout out to everyone again who's listened, subscribe, comment, like, talk to us about it. It means a lot. Hit us up. Keep doing that. We love y'all. Last, y'all love us. Last thing. Thank you. Thank you. 2000. Yeah. With your porch. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing.